You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. Today, we have a gifted individual on the show who's going to share part of her journey and the lesson she's learned. I am really, really excited. I've been wanting to talk to this young lady for quite some time now. And when you are a world traveler and a busy individual and a, a, a ser- has a servant heart, you're out there, you're busy, you're, you're serving the needs of the community and people. So I'm really, really um, excited to talk to my guest today. Uh, friends, I want you to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't heard this podcast before, you can go to www.road2eternity to get more information. Now, get ready. I want you to call a friend and tell somebody to that we're going to inspire you on today. Get ready, grab a pen, because there's a lot of information that we're going to share in this amount of time that we have with you. Your moment of impact is now, folks. So I am excited. My guest today is a person that can help lift that burden, can help lift that load off of you. She can help you to get those thoughts off of your head so that you can get those ideas out there and put it into the universe. Um, sometimes you have to look at yourself in the inspiration instead of the mirror. And this individual here, you know, George Eliot, there's a quote that he said, it's never too late to begin what you might have been. Today, my guest is proof of that. She is a silver fox <laughs> and she is red, hot and smoking, folks. Uh, my guest today is Jacqueline, Dr. Jacqueline Howard. She possesses the ability to equip and to inspire others. And just hearing her story and hearing about her through a dear friend of mine, I said, I got to get to her by train, plane, automobile. Okay. I ain't no mountain too high enough <laughs> to get to Dr. Howard. She inspires you to move towards your goals. She is an author. She is a speaker. She is a trainer. She is a coach. All of that. And they say in the bag of chips, right? She is a mom and mom is upside down spells. Wow. W-O-W. Okay. So I'm excited for my guest today, Dr. Jacqueline Howard. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sheila. It's my privilege and honor to be here with you. Well, you know, we're going to deep sea dive a little bit. We're going to jump right in and get to the deep sea dive. And we're not going to snorkel and be on the top because you are a deep individual. You are an educator, first of all. So we're going to have to break it down like a fraction for those that are out there listening to us. Help them to understand. I want to first go into your backstory a little bit of who you are, what made you the woman that you are today? Because I know that you're a God, God fearing woman. Um, where did this story start from as far as you finding your identity of who you are? Well, I think that becomes when we are growing up, early childhood, as um, back in the day, and you said the silver fox, so I have a few years on me. Back in the day, um, the extended family would take on other members of the family. And so my aunt became my mom. She wow. My, my uncle raised me. And so therefore, 
you're modeling and you're growing up in that atmosphere, but you still have your parent gene. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yes. And so yes. you're finding yourself. But the one thing that was uh, a blessing to me, I was brought up in a God-fearing home. Mm-hmm. And so those characteristics, those traits of living a life of integrity, saying what you mean and mean what you say, being nice to other people, all those things were a part of my upbringing. And so that that's who I am. And so as I continued to grow and I went to school, I, this is one thing that I remember. My aunt, she was not able to graduate, but when I would come home and do my work, She'd sit in a chair and she'd sew or she'd read a Bible or something. And every now and then she'd hold her head up and said, baby, how are you doing? She couldn't help me with my work, but I had support. Wow. So those kinds of things. I think a lot of times with parents now, they don't invest. You don't have to know what the child knows, but be walking alongside of them while they're getting or providing resources for them. You know, Dr. Howard, I want to I just want to stop you right there because it's so important when you talk about the upbringing. There's so many values that are lost today. You know, people don't believe in the traditional teaching, raising the children in the way he should go so that he won't depart from it. How important is that to you for this generation that we're in for people to take time out? to put into these children and the generations, the consciousness so that they will not just do mindless things, you know, shooting and drive by shooting and all these things. But how important is that for people to understand that it starts at home because the training is not happening the way it used to be, you know? And that's true. But the sad part about it now is that we can't sometimes get the training at home because the parents of these children have not been brought up in that environment. Wow. So that means now the community needs to step in. We need to get back to nothing. And of course, churches are important, but some children are not going to church. So that means someone else needs to be an extension. Okay. Okay. The church, the community, you know, people yeah. reaching out, you know, there's a saying that I'm I, my brother's keeper. Yes, today, because they say if you see something, say something. But people are afraid to to uh, talk. They're afraid to to reach out to help our brother. And I think that's so important when you say, um, you know, where they're not getting it in their home because it's a different generation. But someone in the community, some teacher and I know you're an educator yourself. And I know when you were teaching even. Um, you know, young people and things, it was a different time, you know, because there was a responsibility, not just showing up in the classroom, but really uh, taking time out to make sure that that child was cared for. Sometimes they didn't have a sweater or if they didn't have lunch or whatever it is, teachers took responsibility and tried to do what they could do to help that child. Um, even in when the parents would come to the school, really breaking down to them what the problem is or what's going on with that child while they're not able to learn. And I really commend you and ed- educators like yourself that has a heart to care because I think it's missing today with the pandemic that we just, you know, they were trying to come out of, you know, people are being schooled at home with a computer, you know, and they, they're just doing things and there's things going on in the background. And sometimes they have to turn off their monitor because they're embarrassed of the house and what happens and they don't want the teacher to see certain things. And they're like, I'm sorry, Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so, I have to turn my monitor off because of background things going on. So they're distracted. What are some of the distractions that you see facing these children today? I'm, I'm talking about from 
as an educator, speaking from that, what are some of the distractions that you see today that wasn't years ago when you were like full time doing this? Because people need to be aware of the differences of what was and what is now. Yeah. There was a time when the children would come to the classroom to learn and they were expected to sit in the seat. And now because of technology and for anybody that says uh, you can stand up there and just teach, you need to have some engaging activities. You need to reach the child at their developmental level. You need to have a variety of things for all of the students in the class. And that's very taxing for teachers, very taxing for educators. And you have some that they're going to teach across the line. They might do it average. So if you're down a little bit below, you catch what you can. Mm -hmm. And if you're above, sometimes you're bored if you're in that particular classroom because it takes so much and a lot is put on teachers now they not only are they supposed to have these engaging lessons and um differentiated class you know class activity right. for all the children but now they've got these social problems oh my they've got behavior problems and you know it's just very difficult there's a lot on and the sad thing now those teachers that are in place that can make an exit, they're looking for the door. Wow, that's and interesting. You're getting people that are coming in, they have a four year degree and they've tested or whatever, but they've not gone to school to be a teacher. They're coming in lateral entry because you're trying to take someone a warm body to fill the seat. Wow. And that's so interesting because, you know, you being a communicator and an educator and an author, I, I, I just want to go back to that point where you said the way that you were raised, you were raised um, in a God fearing environment. Yes. And a lot of these people are coming into the classroom, teachers and, and people that are around these students and kids. They don't have any faith of any sort. you know, And so they're coming in like an empty vessel trying to pour out something. And as you said, these kids have emotional problems, behavioral problems, psychological problems. And the teacher is trying to give something that they don't really have because they don't have this in their vault. I want to talk to you a little bit about Leading God's Way, one of your books, because I think down through the years, the, the, the this book had to have a part of the training and the background because you had to have God when you walked into the classroom, <laughs> you know, you had to have something of substance to get you through those years. Let's talk about leading God's way, because this may help a lot of individuals out there that they don't know what they're looking for as far as educators. And it may just mean having more faith with whatever they believe in, just believing more to help them get through the day. So they're not pulling out their hair and they're not throwing in the towel and giving up on a career that they paid a lot of money for. So let's talk about leading God's way. Your your well, the book you offer. God's way. That is about the golden rule, basically treating mm -hmm. others like you would like to be treated. And I think we've lost a little bit of that. Years ago, we had the autocratic leader okay. because most of the times they were the ones that had the most education, the most money, and they'd come in and they give out commands, do it. If you don't do it, you're fired. Wow. It has been a shift. Yeah. And there you have all kinds of people in the workplace, and some of them have more degrees than the owner. So wow. the owner needs to know that I'm still in charge. I'm still the boss, but I need them for their expertise in this area. Mm. And so therefore, you know, there should be a level of respect. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that level of respect is oftentimes not there because you mentioned a person that has more degrees that have studied and tried different 
um, you know, had this went to school a little bit longer than the person that hired them. Yet, because of the disrespect, they're just, and that's what makes people quit. That's what make, makes individuals stop because they're feeling unvalued, you know, in the classroom. They don't feel that I'm appreciated and the students are doing what they're doing. You may have one or two or a few students that appreciate that teacher, but if the administration is not giving them the props and then giving them the attention that they need and the support and the support, then it just kind of makes them feel like, why am I doing this? You know, they want to stop and, and give up. What are some of the nuggets in leading God's way? You said people being, you know, am I my brother's keeper treating a person the way they should be treated? Like the golden rule. Is that just forever lost, you think? No, it's not for law, forever lost. And I want to just jump back on what you said earlier. And you're talking about in the school system, and this is what we're going to talk about that for a little bit, about the leader. Yes. In leading God's way, when we have people, they will follow you if you are treating them fairly. They will follow you if you show respect. They okay. will follow you if you stand up for them when they're right. Okay. Now, there are some instances when the school building administrator will have to have a com critical conversation with the teacher okay. and a parent. But if that teacher is right and you support that teacher, oh yeah, you've got someone that's loyal. So John Maxwell has this thing and he says, people leave the organization People leave the person and not the organization. So if you have teachers that are working for you and they feel valued, and that was one of the words that you use, yes. they feel that you have their back, yeah. Yeah. they will work above and beyond for you. And wow. you want to get a good teacher in a good building, you get a good administrator leaving that building. Mm, that's heavy. That's heavy. And you and you mentioned John Maxwell. And I know that you're a certified trainer with John Maxwell. What was that experience like? Because you were already an educator. You already knew how to talk and come before people. But you took it a step further and got additional training um, as, a, as, a, as a certified John Maxwell trainer. What was that experience like for you going through that? Well, when I retired, you know, you retire and say, well, you know, I still enjoy working with people. That's something I can still do. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I chose John Maxwell because... It seems as his principles, the things that he teaches are aligned with what I believe, which means it's aligned with the word of God. Wow. 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 And the you fact know, that he's a minister before he wrote the book. Because uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> you knew the word, right? You knew the word. Now, that is really, really important um, when you talk about, first of all, you said you're a retired teacher and you look awesome. You look great for those out in our audience. It's amazing. It's really amazing because you've kept it all together through these years. You you have not necessarily retired. You've refired because you're still going. I'm going to use that. <laughs> you're still use. You're still pushing. You're still giving. You have a servant's heart, and so you're still giving of yourself. And that's the reason why you went through this this certification. And I love the fact that you just didn't do anything. You found something that was congruent with your belief system, something that was in alignment with, with where you are and the direction that you want to go. It's not over until you win. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you said, hey, I'm going to go through this. You didn't select anything. You select something that was a directive towards your goal, you know, so that it would help you to be able to be even more effective in these senior years. And and I think that's awesome because a lot of people, when they get to the stage of retiring, they look at just getting a check and getting my my watch or whatever it is and just walking out the door thinking it's an extended vacation. 
and they often get bored. They often feel like, okay, after I've been off for so many weeks, what do I do? Then they want to give service and volunteering and it's not exactly fulfilling. And the fact that you selected this, it's like God was speaking to your heart saying, do something that's in alignment, that's congruent. So you didn't have any dissonance in your decision because it was all flowing in the direction that you were going. And and the principles and the things that you can teach in this is just equipping you to help the next person. And which 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 brings us back to that po- that point of oh introduction to angels <laughs> angels mm-hmm. you were guided you were directed there was something that was leading you and that's another book um, let's talk about angels I mean people think there's something like a little baby in the in the sky with a little violin I'm and Cupid <laughs> right yeah what is it all about what's the hype about angels and what is your view on that well the view is a Christian perspective, is that God provides for us. Mm. He provides angels to assist and help us. And when we pray to God for this help, and I think a lot of times people get it mixed up and then they start praying to the angels. So then now they have put the angels above God. Oh, no, you pray okay. to God and yes, he yes. dispatches the angels on your behalf. Hmm. Now, now, see, that's another thing. We're getting into some deep water here, Dr. Howard, because people do talk to the angels and instead of talking to God, it's just the thing. They're like, well, okay, this angel and this angel, and they even have names. Some people have names for their angels and things like that. But it's really important what you said to speak to the maker of angels and not the creation. <laughs> speak to the creator. I think that's really important. Uh, really important to 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 get out out there. Now, as we, as we, as we go through this life and the things that you've learned, the things that you've, have you've picked up even through the John Maxwell course as a, as a trainer, as a speaker, and as a coach, what would you say could help a person, not only educators, but just people to become a better communicator? Because this is where the breakdown happens in the families in the yes, government, yes, yes. Um, just in, inter- in even with friendships, even in the church, people are misunderstanding what messages are coming across because some people are bringing messages that people are confused. We're getting all this this news and, and it's not communicated in a way where everybody can understand it. So how do you become a better communicator in no matter what field you're in to be able to help that listening audience? See, and that's the thing. People say we are communicating when I am talking. Hmm. And so if you're communicating or you think you are, you're just talking, you're being heard. But are you listening to see if it's being understood? Wow. Are you taking time to pause? Are you restating? Are you asking them to explain it back to you? And then sometimes when they do speak to you, are you listening? Or have you already created your next sentence? Hmm. So communicating is more than just speaking, it's the listening. And then one thing that it it happens sometimes, and people will cut you off, you're communicating one thing with your mouth, but your body language is not congruent. Wow. Wow. Now they're confused. Mm -hmm. Even in a relationship, a husband and wife that could be married for 20 years, 15 years, (laughs) you know, it's, it's communication 
in so many ways, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, the husband says, well, I brought you flowers. It's your birthday. It's your anniversary. And, and the wife wants a trip or she wants the jewelry or she wants something else. The way that we communicate, even in our body language, I, I think is so key. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that you as an educator, you've just picked all this up. And, and it's not your age, but it's your sage, it's your wisdom that you mingled and mixed with all of this together to bring about this recipe of books that you have, number one, because you're an author of many books. But I love the fact that, you know, you, you're able to help people no matter where they are, no, no matter what gender they are, no matter what age they are, because the skills that you've honed in on as a communicator, where you can help kids in the classroom, you can help seniors, you know, you can help you know, people in government, different walks of life, because you have learned those skills, you know, to help people to get to the next level. Like you said, it's not about just talking. It's about listening. It's yeah. about the body language, which is communicating. You know, why do we as as a, as a community, I'll say, um, just get so confused when you like now it's 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 poli- it's, it's a politics and people are, are you know getting ready to vote. Why do we just get sucked in by people saying certain things, but then yet they don't follow through? They're communicating, I'm the best person for this job, you know, which could be I'm the best man for you. I'm the best woman for you or whatever. Why do we get sucked in when they're saying what they're saying, but the, there's still a communication breakdown somewhere with us? Well, some of that could be we haven't watched their track record. Some people have a good conversation or they know what to say. They'll say the right things at the right time with the right emphasis on the syllable. But are they living it? Mm, 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 mm. You want to you get in trouble now, Dr. Howard, because you said, are they living it? How can they live it if they don't have, I want to say, a successful mind? Because you have a successful mind, you know, you've honed, you've, you've, you've touched on some things. Like I said, you've wrote some things, you've journaled some things, you've been through some things and you have this successful mind. So you know how to go about that. How can an individual develop a successful mind? First, I think one of the key pieces is self-awareness. Oh, we need to know ourselves, know our triggers. And sometimes people don't want to know themselves because they want to say, I'm okay. I'm all right. There's no problem with me. It's them. It's her. It's him. Wow. So you have to be self-aware and to know what you, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you find that out, you say, mm, maybe I do need to change something. Mm. So self-awareness is the first step to creating excess for mind. And then you, the next thing I would think is the barriers or the blocks what's holding you, what's keeping you back. Sometimes people won't seek another job because they're afraid, I'm not going to get hired. Well, how are you not going to get hired if you haven't applied? You know, you have to make some effort. And so a lot of times, successful mind is, to me, being positive. Mm -hmm. Having the expectation of things being good, being great, instead Mm -hmm. of it's not going to work out. Wow. Wow. And, and, and sometimes it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> you mentioned people said, I'm not going to get the job and they don't try or they don't put all their effort into it. Um, I'm going to be sick. All these things. It's just, you just have a self-fulfilling prophecy because you say things out of your mouth and then it happens. And then we have the nerve to be shocked that it happened. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody pulled the trick on us or something. Right, and so right. you, you said self-awareness, being aware of who we are, which I know goes back to all of, you know, leading God's way, 
you know, and, and angels. It goes back to, you know, communication and, and leadership, all of these types of things. It goes back to that because there's such a common denominator in what you do, what you teach, who you are. You are authentically you and you're using your gifts, your talents and all the God given abilities, bringing it out there so that we can benefit as a community, as a society, because it's so important for us to possess the, the, and be equipped. And you're one of those people that are doing that on a regular, as they say, on a, on a regular, on a day to day. And you could have just stopped when you said retired, you could have stopped. And that's what I mean. You refired, you went back out there and you kept going, you know, you're using your sage, your wisdom, you know, the, all the things that God has given you, you're just pouring it back out there and giving it back to us. And we're like, whoa, you know, you're, you're one of those people that Les Brown said, you're using yourself up so that you don't have only a puff of powder over there. <laughs> And I'm glad you mentioned that about pouring into people. Yeah. When I retired, one of the things that I did, we started having annual women's retreats. Now that's Mm. my baby. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about it's a three day down at the beach every time we go to the beach. And the first year, the theme was pregnant up more than enough, unapologetically you. Mm. And the whole premise of that is that a lot of women, it doesn't matter if you um, seem to have it together. You have this doubt that I'm not quite adequate. I'm not quite good enough. And so you need to surround yourself with women that are confident, competent, and can pour into you. And then you don't have to be validated by anybody. So wow. by the time they leave that retreat, oh, yeah, you know, they don't have to be validated <laughs> because God's already validated them. They know that. Mm-hmm. And so they just walk in it. Wow. That, that is just something to chew on and, and work on a little bit. Cause that's awesome because we're looking for validation. We're looking for love. We're looking for love in all the wrong places on all the wrong faces. We're looking for validation. Who am I? Tell me that I look pretty. Tell me that I'm good at this. You know, all of this validation is messing us up in a lot of ways. When God said he already created you in his image and in his likeness. And wonderfully made. Why yes. Wow. Wow. And just from the, I mean, just him doing that alone, we are just creating his image. And so we are all of that. But I think the messages that people are getting, it just, it just kind of gets us messed up because we don't value ourselves. We have all these blocks, these mental blocks. There's, there's these holographic grips that are on these women and on these men. You know, you mentioned the retreat. And when women come into the retreat, if they've got a holographic grip on them and you're trying to break it, you know, you, they walk in looking like it's all together, but inside there's, there's turmoil, there's broken relationships, there's trauma, there's hurt. And then you have to go in there and be a doctor and pray a lot, probably, I'm sure, in these oh, retreats. Yeah, we have that there too. <laughs> and so you have to go in there and you have to, with the precision, do what you need to do to help them to come out feeling whole and feeling validated. And so that is really awesome. When is the next retreat coming up for the women? I'm glad you asked. You know, COVID cut a lot of things out. Yeah, we're yeah. planning one for 2023, and I don't have the date yet, but we're okay. planning it now. And what can women expect by coming to a retreat like this besides getting the validation? What do women coming to this retreat look for? What are they hungering for when they come to this retreat? Rest, restoration, mm-hmm. okay. and rejuvenation. Wow, wow. Which will carry you through because a lot, because just people are so strict. Women yeah. have a lot. They work, their parents, and all of this, and they're keeping it together. Mm. But 
And they say strong women. Yeah, but sometimes you don't want to be strong. You just mm. want to be. Wow. Wow. Dr. Howard, who motivates you? Because like I said, you have a servant's heart. You're giving of yourself in this stage of your life. Who motivates you to keep going and to keep moving forward and to just not stopping? Because I know you, you, they say when a person gets up, both sides of the beds belong to them. They don't have to worry about, I got up on the wrong side of the bed because both sides of the bed belong to yeah, you. Yeah, because when you get up, any side is good. You're there you go. Up. Who motivates you to keep going and to keep doing the work that you're doing? Oh my gosh. I'm just saying this, the creator. God mm. is, um, I have a heart for people. Mm. I love to, uh, if I'm talking to someone and then I see them get it and it's, oh my, I think I can do that. Or they, you know, it's just, I, I enjoy it. And I think because I know that people are needing that. Mm. Everybody doesn't have anybody to walk alongside. Wow. And if I am the one that can say, you know, let me hold your hand. I've been there. Let's, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And the whole, let's go, uh, um, get all excited. Yeah. That's a part of what the retreat was about. It was okay. to build a community of women and then reach out and extend. Because the first year, like I said, was uh, more than enough. Yes. yes. You. The second yeah. year was pregnant with promise because a lot of times you have gifts. But because you're looking and busy looking at everybody else, you're measuring yours against theirs. Everybody does not have the same gift. Wow. But you need to embrace yours. Feel confident. That's yours. God gave it to you. Nobody else has it. So wow. do the best you can with it. Wow. And then the next year was, of course, pass it on and then stand. So that's wow. the whole, it's like I want to do cycles of those, you know, get you confident, then let you embrace your gift. Then pass it on, grab a sister by the hand and help her through whatever she's going through and then stand firm in what you believe. Wow. Dr. Howard, you are more than enough. You are pregnant with promise and you are passing it on every way and every day. You know, there's three words that I just want to share with you and I just want to get your perspective of it um, and explain a little bit on your perspective uh, because you have a full plate. You have a full plate. A lot of people just got one little bit on their plate and it's working their nerves. You know what I'm saying? And you got a full plate and you 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 have overflow. You have overflow going on. It's not just a full plate, but you have overflow, which means you have more than enough. You 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 fill people up and fill um yourself up because you're getting what you're getting from God. Um, I want you to explain to us what do you think about faith, focus, and follow-up? Because of all the things that you do. I know that God is a part of it, but how would you explain that to someone that they would need to be um, a better leader, a better leader? Focus and follow up? Yes, ma'am. You have to have faith in what you're doing. You have to believe that it's worth something because if you don't believe, and you have to believe that it can be done. If you don't believe it has, can be done, then chances are you're not put forth the effort. Wow. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to work so hard and then fail. No, you've got to believe that this thing can be done. And while you're believing that it can be done, you have to focus on the main objective. Mm. There will be a lot of distractions right and left, but stay focused on the job. Wow. wow. And then follow up. Have you done everything you need to do? Is it working correctly? Mm-hmm. Wow. Monitor what you value. Monitor what you value. What's next for Dr. Howard? What is it that you would like to see now? Because like I said, you're moving in these different directions with your GPS, which is God positioning you. (laughs) What's next for Dr. Howard? Well, I have started a book 
Another book. Actually, I've got three in my head, but this is what this is the order. I've started one. I'm not maybe a third through, and it's called Who Said Marriage Would Be Easy? Wow. Wow. Ooh, even though it was an institution created by God, but who said it would be easy, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I think a lot of people are going into marriage now like it's disposable. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm tired. Oh, it's gotten a little warm here. Toss it to the side. Wow. That's not the flavor I thought it was. Toss it to the side. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You you preach it now. And that's the way that it is. It's disposable. You know, they don't like that person start losing the hair. They start losing their teeth. They start getting a belly. They go through these changes. They see yeah. something else better. It's another flavor over here. Let me go try this, this butterscotch flavor. Let me try this straw. And it it's like marriage is disposable. It's not the traditional you know, until I die, you know, those vows, because now people discard it so easily. I mean, there's 90 day marriages and, you know, the enormous that happened like this didn't really happen. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, oh, you wake up and say, oh, no, I didn't want to do that. Right, right. <laughs> see something else, know. see something else better over there. And that's what they go after. And it's like nothing said, nothing done. Um, how but is I think some of that comes from we're not preparing our children. We're oh, not preparing yeah. men are not preparing the men how to be men, how to love their wives oh, and how wow. to know that once you say I do, that means family first. You know, God first, then, but families first against right. these people and those clubs and those things that you were doing. And then I don't think we're here we go with the girls. Yeah. If yeah. they know from the beginning that I am more than enough, I am valued. I am valuable. This is mm. my standard. Mm. Come on now. Value the mind and not the behind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to ask you, what's the best advice that you have been given? Because you've met a lot of people, a plethora of people over the years. What's the best advice that you have received? The best advice that I have received, it was from my mother. And this is funny. Oh. Mm. And she said, watch your mouth. Now think about it. Wow. If wow. you hear something and you immediately shoot off, mm. you might regret it. Mm. But give yourself a few seconds to think about it. Wow. 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 Which is important um, because a lot of people just whatever's on their mind, they just say it. They feel they have a license to hurt people and to say what they feel. I got to get this off my mind. I got to get this off my chest. And a lot of times it's it's crushing. Even yeah. with children, you know, people will say certain things, a parent will say something in the children. You're not going to be anything. You're like your dad. You're going to go to jail, prison. You're going to be, pro whatever we're saying to these young minds, a lot oh, of them are God. believing it and, and, and they're being traumatized by it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's devastating. It's devastating. So when you say, you know, watch what you say, <laughs> it's really important because a lot of people will put money on what you say and they say, well, you said it. And they'll That's hold right. you to it. <laughs> and it you goes got back to the integrity. Wow. 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 Integrity. integrity. Wow. Wow. And if what you say, I mean, a lot of times it needs to be said, but if you're not saying it from a right place where it can mm. be received, mm. what's the point? Mm. Wow. You know, Dr. Howard, who are some of the people that are in your life that are helping you to paddle, helping you to get through life, that are holding your crown and holding your ladder so that you can do this awesome work that you're doing? Because a lot of times, you, like you said, you, you was, your mom had said certain things to you, certain people that raged you. But who are those people that are helping you paddle through life right now to put all of this together, this empire that you're building at this stage and at this at this stage of life? <laughs> I'm going 
going to say, my dear husband, oh. because he just says, uh, what do you need? Mm. You know, can I help? Wow. Wow. And, or he, uh, if I'm working, he, he never complains about the hours. Mm. And so I think that if it would be anybody else, I wouldn't mm. have been able to do what I do. Wow. Wow. And it's amazing. And that's that's a tribute. I hope he's listening or hope we'll be listening to this when it broadcasts out because it's so it's so important, um, you know, because you're not new to this. You're true to this. And this is a walk that, that you're walking out and your vision dictates everything that you're about from the books you read, from, you know, being a trainer, a coach, you know, and things like that, uh, speaker and author. Your life literally is the letter, you know, that we can read, you know, when you just show up, something happens. And and there is a certain gracefulness that you have that um, just comes across, you know, people can't help but to be endeared to you and to fall in love with you because your spirit drives them. There's something that you have, something that you carry, that you embody. Um, everybody doesn't have it. Everybody can't give it. You know what I'm saying? And there's a, there's a, there's a, just a spirit that you carry that I know when you're speaking what you're speaking, which is your truth, that literally if people listen, it can change their atmosphere. It can change, transform their life. And that's the reason why we want people to get a hold of your books, to understand what it does it mean to have a successful mind, you know, to understand angels, because people are talking to the angels instead of talking to God, as you mentioned. And so it's really important to, Understand what does it mean to be leading God's way? Those principles that you have espoused to us today and the things that you said as far as even raising the children up to be better people because the, the mothers are so young, they don't have it in them to do it. You know, the mothers are, are babies themselves. So you can't give what you don't have, you know. But I like the fact that, you know, George Eliot said that, you know, it's never too late to be what you could have been, you know, type of thing. And it's really important to know that it's not over, that God has designed us uniquely, as you said in the scripture, that he, he's, 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 we're uniquely and fearfully and wonderfully made. And because of that rep recipe, we are already validated. We're validated yeah. at birth because we showed up. And yeah. I am so grateful that you're doing what you're doing, that you're making a difference, that you're helping to increase the performance of individuals. And people around the world, you know, uh, you're like the Pied Piper. People want to flock to you. <laughs> they want to come to you and follow you because what you have is 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 golden. It's really golden. And it's meant to be shared and it's meant to be uh, carried around the world. And uh, it is just my plum pleasing pleasure as well as privilege to have this time with you to hear some of the strategies that we need as a community, as a people. Um, to be able to help us to just move forward because that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to make it. We're all trying to, to, to get to our next. How can our audience get a hold of you to get, get a copy of your books, to get more information, um, to learn more about this, this easy way that you're talking about God's way. Yes, <laughs> God's, God's way. way. <laughs> well, they could uh, contact me through my website, www.movingonwithcoaching. Or they can email me directly at movingonwithcoaching at gmail.com. Wow. Well, folks, I want to thank you for listening today. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit Road to Eternity at www 
road, the number two eternity.net. And just like Dr. Jacqueline Howard, my guest today, I want you to surround yourself with people that can bring out the best in you and not the stress in you. That's what Dr. Howard has done for us at this time that we spend her. She's helping to bring out the best in us and not the stress in us. And I am so just excited. I'm so excited. I'm a better person of having than have, having this conversation with her and spending this time. And I hope you found value in this conversation. I want you to get in contact with her to, to get more copies, a copy of her book, to hear where she's speaking next, to hear about this, the great um, women's events that she's putting on all over. I know there's one coming up, you said in 2023, that you're planning. Stay in contact with her. Can you give us your that website again, that information? Yes, my website, my webpage is www.movingonwithcoaching. But I would like to say that I'm offering a free webinar, Breakthrough Limitations, on July 18th at 10 o'clock. Everybody is welcome to attend. It will be on Eventbrite. We are going to post it live probably Friday of this week. But look for Breakthrough Limitations, Jacqueline Howard. Wow. I want to give that Get that in there. Breakthrough limitations. I'm telling you, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. I want you guys to tune into that. And I am just so, so happy, so excited. So much is going on. She has a plethora of things happening and going on around her because when you get busy, um, you're going to tell the truth no matter what room you're in. <laughs> That's what Dr. Howard, she's going to tell you the truth. So she's going to give it to you straight with no chaser. So you better get ready, get ready. And uh, I just want to thank you for being our guest today. Um, thank you for the invitation. I've enjoyed it. You're wonderful. You know, the the, the the harvest that you're bringing forth is so exciting. I'm just, it's just going to determine the magnitude, you know, what's going to happen in your life and in your world and in the all the affairs of things you're dealing with. You are so designed and so strategically gifted by God. And as, as Esther showed up at the time that she did for such a time as that, you are showing up a time right now where we need you. We need all the gifting. And I want you to just squeeze everything out of you. Don't leave a puff of powder over there, as Les would say. Use yourself up. Folks, thank you for listening. I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.